Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Being a parent is the hardest job that you will ever have. Progressive Parenting understands this and wants you to know that you are not alone. My name is Gina Kirby. I am your humble host, and although I am not a parenting expert, I am a concerned parent of four children, and as such, I understand the difficulties involved with parenthood. Boy, do I. And uh, once a week, I invite doctors, nurses, family workers, authors, and experts from different fields to answer your parenting questions. Now, because this is a progressive talk show, we will broach topics and air opinions that you as a parent might not otherwise hear about through the mainstream media. The mission of progressive parenting is to inform, not to preach, to share, not advise, and to connect, not alienate. As you all know, we are listener-sponsored radio. So a big thank you to our loyal listeners who tune in and support us with donations. If you love the show, please consider dropping us a dime or two at paypal.me forward slash progressive parenting. Your donations go to help us um, pay our fees for the website, uh, to be a part of Blog Talk Radio, and uh, for equipment and uh, all the things that we need to get our to keep going every month. We do also have sponsors from time to time, but we are super picky about them. And this month's sponsor is The Storks Warehouse. Our friends at The Storks Warehouse have a new YouTube series called Dream Nursery. So if you love getting nursery inspiration and you're an HGTV addict, then this is the show for you. Join Jennifer and Rose as they travel to the United States helping parents design their dream nursery. Each design represents one web series with three to five episodes per series, and a new episode debuts every Thursday. That's tomorrow, people. The cool part is, is that all the, the products and decor used on the show are all doula tested and uh, parent approved. So if you're looking for a new show uh, that you want to binge watch, this is definitely an excellent choice. So head on over to uh, the Storks Warehouse. And follow the link to view their newest episode. All right. Well, if this is your first time listening today to our program, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited to have uh, our guest on today. Uh, We're going to talk about some uh, really deep topics that are super important. And uh, I'm encouraging you to call in. And uh, I want to give you the number to do that. And that number is... 515-605-9702. 515-605-9702. It's 515- oh, I, I, should be, I should have this memorized after all the years I've been using it. 605-9702. So um, we're going to be talking today about um, parenting and policy and what that means. And let me get my guest on the program. I haven't even uh, had a chance to introduce her yet. Hey, Jay, are you on the air with me? I am. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really good. So nice to hear your voice. Um, I was just getting to introduce you, but I think it would probably be best if you introduced yourself. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm excited to have you. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to gush about you and uh, and not get to all the, the, the points that I need to instead of just saying how much I admire you. Oh, thank you. Um, well, you know, uh, my name is Jay Wilson. I am the founding president and CEO of Melanated Moms. Um, we are a community-based organization 
that works to um, empower moms and women to be advocates and to strive to be better versions of themselves for themselves as well as for their families. Um, so prior to me starting my, um, my business, um, I've been working as a nurse for 15 years. Um, I've worked in community health primarily, um, working with different marginalized populations, um, more, uh, more involved with like the LGBT community, um, HIV positive patients, trans patients, um, and also learning more about what advocacy looks like from different lenses. Um, once I left that position, I started to do more work specifically for um, maternal health and learning more about um, the black maternal health crisis and um, how maternal health has been a huge issue in our country and also learning about, um, you know, the epidemic of maternal health um, outcomes throughout the country, I mean, sorry, throughout the world as well. So um, just a little bit and, other than that, um, I'm a mom. I, I'm a mom of two girls. My girls are 9 and 11. Um, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York, and I really just like to talk. So you just ask okay. me questions, and I will just continue to talk. <laughs> You're in the right place. I like to talk, and I like to ask questions, so we're doing good. Um, so I, I had to give a ride to a friend of mine earlier today who knows nothing about birth, like absolutely nothing. Uh, his car broke down, and he said, can you give me a ride? He's a, a, a bartender and a waiter and uh, he's, I said, well, I can give you a ride, but i got, I got to get back by 3.30 because I have a podcast. And he said, what's your podcast about today? And I started talking about black maternal mortality, and his mm-hmm. mouth was on the floor the whole time. Yeah. He had no idea. Uh, when I busted out that the um, National Institute of Health said that uh, um, severe maternal morbidity rates have, have nearly doubled over the past decade, and the incidence of SMM was 166% higher for black women than white women. And he was yes. like, wait, that's a number, like over 100%? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, and yep. he couldn't believe it. Um, and there were, like, lots of whys and stuff, lots of questions that were, like, the typical questions that don't really scratch the surface of what's really going on. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think it's a surprising thing for everyone, right? Um, Even for myself, um, as a black woman, I had no idea that I was a part of these same statistics, right? So my birthing experiences were very traumatic. Um, I am a four-time survivor of preeclampsia, which is um, a high blood pressure um, disorder that can happen during pregnancy and last after pregnancy, which a lot of people aren't very aware of. Um, yeah, I actually lost two pregnancies prior to um, birthing my two daughters um, because uh-huh. of preeclampsia. So uh-huh. you know, it's it's me experiencing those things. I thought, you know, okay, this was just an isolated thing that happened to me, you know. Yeah. But once I got into this work and started asking questions and meeting with other moms and asking them their birthing experiences, I realized it was not isolated to just me. This is actually something that's happening widespread, you know. Um, I was very fortunate enough to start speaking with doulas and learning about the work that they do and how they've been actually scientifically proven to mitigate these problems. Um, And I'm really glad to see that um, the country is starting to catch up with something that we've we have have had evidence of for 
hundreds of years. You know, doulas have been birthing babies before, you know, modern medicine. So, yeah. Yeah, um, that was the other thing that I shared with uh, with my friend that really blew his mind, was just that a, a black woman are three to four times more likely to experience pregnancy-related death uh, than mm-hmm. white women. Um, mm-hmm. That's three out of five pregnancy-related deaths that could be prevented. Um, Absolutely. I mean, and, and despite some progress, that's like 700 women dying each year from pregnancy or, or complications mm-hmm. in delivery. That, that's, mm-hmm. that makes us one out of only 13 countries where maternal mortality rates have gotten worse in the last 25 years. And like you said, Absolutely. you didn't even know. You didn't even know. No. And no. I, I would have thought and that, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how did you, how, how are we so, all of us, though, like everyone, I, I didn't know anything. I mean, I've been in, I've been in the birth industry for 15 years. When I had my first baby 17 years ago, I, I'm, a, I'm a college-educated Mexican woman. Uh, I, I thought I, I was smart, but I went to, I took my class in the hospital. I sat in the front. I took notes. And I didn't know anything. Like, they yeah. didn't tell me anything in that class. And I felt, uh, I was on Medicaid at the time, and I felt, mm-hmm. like, invisible. So I can't even right. imagine. I, I yeah. can't even imagine. And and nobody understands the severity of it. And didn't Serena Williams just go through this recently? Yeah, um, with the birth of her daughter. Um, that I think that was one of the catalysts to make people really pay attention in the media. Um, I actually had the opportunity right before the pandemic hit to actually go to Washington, D.C., and um, I'm super excited to be a part of the Momnibus, which is a package of nine bills that are specifically targeted for black and brown moms throughout this country to change what these birthing outcomes look like and not just identifying where these um, disparities exist and what are, you know, the social determinants of health that are happening, but also creating parameters of accountability, which I think have been the hardest thing to push forward. You know, we've had the data for years. We've had the data 20, 30, 50 years, but no one has ever been held accountable for the actions that come from these deaths. You know, there should be no reason in the world that these moms are losing their lives and they're able to speak, they're able to articulate what's happening to them. They're not being listened to. So, you know, this these packages, um, th- this package of nine bills address motherhood from so many different lenses. You know, um, one thing that stood out to me the most was data. You know, um, when we look at statistical data, we look at that as like, okay, this is the science that is telling us why we're experiencing these problems. But if you don't realize that that data is not actually the raw data, like what they actually receive when they do whatever test versus what you receive in your report, those two numbers can be vastly different. And it really can be determined based on who is acquiring the data. So um, a part of one of the the bills is actually having people at the table that look like the people that you are actually evaluating – to evaluate the data. So if, for example, you do a focus group of 100 black women and you ask them what was their birthing experience and 95% of them say it was terrible, 
I wasn't heard. I didn't feel like anyone was sensitive to my needs. And it's evaluated by someone who is not of their culture or is not of their background. They may say, oh, this looks like a lot. Let's let's actually reduce this because I don't want people to think it's that big of a problem. And they may say, oh, it's actually 60%. And that huge difference can really create so many other problems, right? That can be the lack of care that women are actually desperately needing. That can be the difference in having medical providers who look like them or who provide the care, the, the cultural care that they need in that area from now not being a necessity, right? That also could actually look at how we use things like the census to help us to bring resources to a particular area. So having that particular bill in there and that, that caveat to it, I think is huge. You know, um, another one of the bills that they talk about that a lot of people don't think of is incarcerated moms, pregnant women, you know, yeah, we still have pregnant women who are giving birth in prisons or even giving birth in hospitals are birthing in shackles. Where yeah, are they going? To the bed. Where in the world is it going to go? What are they going to do? Like, where are they going to go? Why would, why would that even be even a thought to, like, shackle a person in the most vulnerable time of their life when they're trying to bring a child into the world? And if you think about that psychologically, oh, too much. It's utterly much. inhumane. It's ridiculous. Just, Absolutely. Just making, making somebody lay on their back in a gurney without shackles is gross. Right. making something they don't want to do. But, like, giving birth like that, yeah, how that affects you psychologically, how that's going to affect the way that that birthing person feels about their child, like, it'll right. affect that. And it's going to affect mm-hmm. them about birth and then their story that they tell about birth in their community. And and, mm-hmm. and then we get back to birth being a nightmare again. This It's, yeah. it's unconscionable that that happened. I, I could barely, like, get up to go pee when I... <laughs> started um and talking uh to a lot of people about gosh this is years ago like jenny joseph she was in a um a great documentary called uh reducing infant mortality um Mm -hmm. and and just the things that you can do and a lot of it goes back to uh, midwifery centered care um but i i want to know more about this um the national partnership for the uh the momnibus i want to know more about how can we? How can the people who are listening help with this? What can we do? Yeah. Uh, what are What are some actions that we can take? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, definitely shameless plug. Go to melanatedmoms.com. Yes. Subscribe to our <laughs> website. <laughs> we definitely um, want to keep you um, updated on all of the. Um, advocacy avenues that you can take. Um, One thing that we're um, launching at the beginning of of, uh, 2021 is um, our different committees, which are going to be called the Committees of Change. These committees are different advocacy groups that are comprised of parents themselves and advocating for the needs that, that they see for their motherhood or fatherhood experience as well as their children, right? So one of the partners that we have here, um, I'm in the state of New Jersey, um, is um, an organization called Advocates for Children of New Jersey. And they literally put as much effort that they can behind several 
huge initiatives, one of them being maternal and infant child, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Mortality, uh, like making sure that we're reducing all of these, these issues. Oh, yeah, right? the infant mortality rate, um, right, yeah. Right, so um, we have partnered with, with them and, and different other organizations throughout the state um, to talk to the parents about what needs they have based on their children or based on their personal experience. So um, some examples is um, maternal mental health, having moms of color who need and want to utilize mental health services, but they also are very afraid of the stigma of asking for help and how that will portray them as either unfit to take care of their children or, you know, how it will look in their own communities, you know. Um, In many communities of color, um, going to a therapist is seen as, you know, you're bringing too many people into your business. It's super Mm -hmm. taboo. You don't want them to, to find out this or to find out that. And then these women end up suffering in silence, you know. Uh-huh. Um, for myself, I, you know, I went through, like I said, very traumatic births, and I didn't have that support of a traditional family around me to tell me you'll be okay or let me help you or let me support you. That wasn't that wasn't my experience, you know. So I also knew, you know, in my personal career, I can talk to this person or I can, you know, ask one of my colleagues. Um, but you go to all of these different avenues, and if you constantly get the door shut in your face, it makes you feel like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say anything, you know. And there are yeah. some women who take that and they internalize that, um, and some fathers too, you know. Um, I've actually spoke yeah. to some dads who started different fatherhood empowerment groups to talk about how they felt trying to support their wives and their girlfriends and their children's mother through, you know, a, a tumultuous um, birth. And feeling powerless and feeling helpless. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Charles Johnson and um, the story that he has um, and the foundation he started called For Cure for Moms. Um, he's an amazing father who started this huge movement um, that particularly is to combat the um, the mortality rates of black women and also give a voice to fathers because he watched, he literally watched his wife die because he went to go try to get help for his his wife. And over 12 hours, she literally slipped away and no one came to his, to his rescue. Even, even though he repeatedly is asking for help, they literally told him to his face, she's not our priority right now. And this woman lost her life after birthing their child, you know? So you have Uh places where those voices are needed, and that's why I think it's important for people to understand that advocacy starts with you, you know, and as a pregnant woman or as a as a person going into parenthood, you start your advocacy from your baby being in utero. Everything that you do from the moment you find out that you're pregnant is an advocate, is an advocacy decision, right? You're deciding yeah. what foods to eat. You're deciding what type of lifestyle you want to live and those things in turn is going to give your child a better outcome. So it starts with you, you know, and then once your baby is here, then you say, all right, what are the things that I need to give to this child so that they can have the best life possible? What can I provide? What other resources can I get in order to make sure this child has a better chance for survival? That's advocacy. So for me, when I started Melanated Moms, we initially just started as just a, a mommy meetup group. And we just wanted to hang out with our kids and, and talk and play at the park. 
But once I started having conversations with the mothers and I started Mm -hmm. asking them about their motherhood journey and who supports them and what does their support look like and what does it feel like to be supported, I realized it was way more than us just hanging out with our children, you know, and I'm very grateful that I was able to see that um, because that wasn't my initial vision, right? It was really just like, I just want to hang out with the kids. I just don't want to be alone. Yeah, like I don't want to be alone, you know, that's it. You know, I I went through a divorce and I was, you know, here with my children and I was just like, you know, me and my kids love to go out and be adventurous and stuff, but we want to find other people that want to do the same thing. But I also was very conscious of wanting to have children that were self-reflective of who we are, who we are as people, what we like to do, you know, and and also who are um, culturally expressive. That's very important to me, you know, learning other people's culture and then also having the ability to teach my culture to others, you know. So when I say melanated moms, I'm not only addressing black women. I'm addressing every woman across the melanated spectrum. We even have women who identify as white, but they may have biracial children, and they don't understand what is the cultural differences that I need to help my child with? How do I give them a culture that is not of me, but this stop, this child is still, you know, from who, from me, and, and they still have experiences that I want to be there to support them with? How do I do that? So I wanted yeah. the space to be inclusive and, and diverse at the same time, you know? So I, I'm just – I don't, I feel like I'm going on a, a tangent here. Sorry, but no, no. <laughs> like when I say advocacy, it really does start with you. It really does, and yeah. every move that we make, every seriously, like it, it just means so much to me. Um, I don't know. You can ask me another question. Well, I'm just gonna go off on it. <laughs> It's okay. No, I want to talk about advocacy. Um, so on the for care for moms. So if you guys are out there, it's the number four. And then K I R A, and the number four, and then moms again, uh, dot com. So, um, yeah, this is a really tragic story. And what um, I do love about it, as I really hard to talk about without crying, um, is that this person took something tragic and then decided to advocate for other people um, so that right. it didn't happen again. Um, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be a legislator, you don't have to know anything you just start by talking start by talking yep. to everybody i i don't say that i advocate so much as i uh, uh evangelize <laughs> like everybody who mm-hmm. sits down next to me will hear about birth if you sit on a plane next to me you know god bless you you poor thing you're going to hear about birth <laughs> um but i have like converted a lot of people who didn't give a damn about birth into people yeah. who are like I'm, when I have a baby, that's not going to happen to me, or I'm going to speak up, you know, someday when I get married, or me and my wife are thinking about having a baby. I didn't know any of this. And you just mm-hmm. talking, you don't have to have your own podcast. Do it if you can, mm-hmm. please. I don't think there's enough podcasts about birth. Um, <laughs> please, like, just be out there and talking about it. Go go to For Care for Moms and, and just share their page that you can start by doing stuff like, what can I do? You can start by doing stuff like that. You advocate, you educate, and you support. And then if you can, mm-hmm. then you can legislate. I have I've lobbied many, many a year about many things. And you don't have Absolutely. to be dirty. You don't have to be special. You just be an amazing person who gives a damn about other humans, and you can make a difference. I just wanted to say that for people who are listening yeah. going, oh, but I, I'm not like Jay. I'm not like you. 
Like, yes, we're, we're but moms. But they are. But you are. You are. <laughs> you you are. are. There, there's, there's nothing that is, like, overtly special about what I'm doing other than I'm taking the action. That's it. Yeah. I've decided that I can't stand on the sideline and just wait for someone else to find the answer. I'm going to find the answer myself, you know? I would like and to make a claim I, that advocating – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, what was your question? Advocating is not liking somebody's Instagram post, just so you know. No. Or commenting. No, it it's not going to make a difference. No. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm <laughs> no, you're not. You're using your, your thumb. Stop it. <laughs> No, it's it's it, it's it's using your voice and knowing the power that your voice actually carries. Um, I actually developed a course called Find Your Roar, where I teach moms and women who want to learn how to be social impact speakers, just that. How do you find what your voice is? How do you find your niche? How do you find who you represent and why you need to represent them? How do you become the representative that people want to trust? So in this course, <coughs> excuse me. I developed different um, strategies on um, who you are, how to how to self-evaluate, and then how to project yourself into these spaces so that you know who the change makers are in your you know in your communities, um, in your town, in your life, um, and if those people don't exist, how you can be that person. So you know, it, I've been very very excited um, in teaching this course. Um, I've also been working here with our Department of Health and Department of Consumer Affairs um, and even the Department of Labor to try to create more pockets of parents who want to advocate and who want to know how to project themselves and how to put themselves in those spaces um, in a vulnerable way, but also in a way that, um, that creates the change that they want to see. Right, like it's not just a nice thing that Gandhi said. Like it's an actual mantra that I live by, and I I, I push, and I I I've seen it prevail. You know, um, for me, um, I had to find my own roar. I had to figure out who I was, who am I speaking to, why am I speaking to them, why is the words that, that is coming out of my mouth, why is it so profound to other people? For me, it's just regular conversation. I feel like we're just two people talking on the phone, but I know mm-hmm. that there's there's a purpose behind what I'm saying, you know, so it's not just, you know, great banter. There, There is a reason that I need to be saying these things, and I'm going to continue to say these things out loud. So I just, I created this course to be able to show other families, other women, other men, other people that you have the same ability. And in turn, they've also started to speak on their own platforms. They've also been able to speak to their local government. Um, I've been working here in the state of New Jersey with um, the First Lady and um, our current governor, Governor Murphy, um, on Nurture New Jersey, which is our Black Maternal Health Project. Our goal is to turn around our birthing statistics for the state of New Jersey within the next five years to improve by 50%. It's a very ambitious goal, Yeah. but I'll tell you, the work that we're doing, I believe it can happen. And I've been on this project now for about two years. And um, I was actually, I actually did the opening address in 2018 for the governor when he signed our maternal health bill into law that covers doulas under medical health insurance now. So now they can bill to Medicaid. And at that signing, um, me sharing my story about my birthing and sharing the reason why Melanated Moms is 
so profound and it, it needs to exist, um, it became this huge, like, movement. And he's like, I need to continue to work with you. I need to have you at this table. I need you to find other stakeholders who are just as passionate about this work as you are. And I'm going to count on you to continue to keep these people at that table and to keep us accountable to make sure that we're creating those changes that you guys are telling us that we need to implement. So, you know, it's been very eye-opening to see, you know, in the three years that my business has been alive, two of them I've been able to spend at the table with someone that actually can create such a significant change in a place that I live, you know? So I know that these changes can continue to happen as long as I continue to use my voice and as long as I continue to, to connect with people like you who are willing to share this with their own audiences so that they can hear it themselves and know, oh, wow, this, this resonates with me. I can be that person too. Maybe I should be a melanated mom. Like you totally wow. can. Go to melanatedmoms.com, sign up, subscribe become a member show us that yeah, you want to create change you know yes i was just gonna say um well i'm gonna go ahead and put this in, in the blog i'm all excited <laughs> but i was gonna put this in the blog that i'm gonna write about today's show but i wanted to make sure that our listeners knew uh, melanatedmoms.com uh you can become a member and um being yes. a melanated moms member gains you access to a safe space that promotes advocacy education empowerment on a bunch of different levels they have um uh, they have this organization that centers you as a community builder, a change maker, integrated partner for moms. They offer a, a love you said plethora of programs and services that align with our five principles of engagement. So I'm over here looking at it, going, mm, I think I can do $15 a month. I'm a single mom, four kids. I think I can do it though. Individual, it's 15 bucks a month, and you get all kinds of cool stuff with it. You get email updates. They shout out to you on your birthday. You get discounts on mom events, discounts on merch. That's you get a lot of cool stuff for 15 bucks. And then I got $25 membership, $240 uh, annual membership. Like, put your money where your mouth is. I've seen a lot of people uh, doing hashtag Black Lives Matter. I want to see I want to see it really matter. So there, I said Absolutely. it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It, it, and that's how we create these changes, right? If we right. can't see who needs to be at the table, then we need to build the table where we need to have them to come to us. This is how you create all of those changes. We acknowledge it. And then we put action behind it, you know. So that that is what advocacy is, you know. If you can't advocate for yourself, you can't advocate for others. But the voice that constantly tells people what they cannot do, sometimes it's not even the voice that, that belongs to us, you know. It may be other people who are too afraid to hear the sound of their voices. So I'm here to help everyone to see that you do have that ability, you have that voice, and if you need some help, I will assist you in getting there, and we can take this ride together. You know, one person can create change, but a group of people really can change things. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I am um, mm-hmm. having these really long conversations with a girlfriend of mine. Her name is Hermine Hayes Klein. She's an amazing attorney in Portland. Um, I could go on and on about her, but she was talking to me, has been talking to me a lot about doulas um, can affect change, but only if they themselves, uh, you know, that they're good with boundaries. Like you can't talk to your clients about having boundaries. You can't talk to your clients about speaking out if you yourself can't. Uh, so that's right. just a, a shout out to doulas who might be listening. Uh, I'm going to be mm-hmm. talking a lot about that in the future on my uh, Patreon page. Uh, I really, really want to make sure that if you're going to be representing people, if you're going to be there uh, as an ambassador of birth in the hospital, that you, you right. know 
um, the lingo and you understand what's going on and understand how to advocate in a, in a powerful way. Uh, with uh, One time I was in uh, at a work conference and somebody was asking me about advocacy and it got kind of got a little heated and I said, you don't have to be an asshole to be an advocate. <laughs> There's yeah. a way to do it. You can you can be ambassadorial about it and still advocate for your client and still be welcome back. Um, and then and right. and know the difference between when when you do really need to speak up when it's when it's that important. Um, Absolutely, that's a whole other topic altogether. So uh, I want to have you back on the program. <laughs> I want to I want to talk more about this. Uh, like way more in depth. I want to talk more about uh, your site. I want to talk more about other resources. Uh, I'm going to be contacting you. I'm going to be bugging you <laughs> about uh, because I'm going to write up this blog about today's show, and I, I want to make sure we have really good resources on there. I want to know more about Find Your Roar. I'm excited about yeah. uh, promoting that. I want to have you on Instagram Live so we can talk about it to people. Um, I'm just I'm a little fired up. I don't know. I think today's the first day I've had coffee, and it was like a really long time. <laughs> but I'm also <laughs> very fired up about this uh, this topic. It, it means a lot to me, and um, yeah. I, I feel like for a long time we've been like all the advocates out there who've been screaming about this. It just it felt like you were screaming into a void for a long time, and talking to you today it is like the first time that I felt really hopeful. Thank so, you. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm I'm really glad, and I I want to. Um, Stop feeling helpless and start feeling hopeful. And um, I want to work with you <laughs> or support you, listen, do whatever the heck I can to make this happen. You're talking about a 50% difference, and I got the chills. So I want to see you and it, meet and that goal. These are real numbers. You know, we're able to do it. And, you know, you know, with things that are happening right now, you know, the climate that we're in, um, one of the most recent partnerships that we just um, attained is with Lyft. And I'm super excited about this because we're creating a campaign so that we can help remove those barriers of transportation for our moms and women so that not only can they get to doctor's appointments and and, um, grocery, you know, go shopping at the grocer, but also so they can get out to the polls so that they can understand that if you don't have a way to, to get to vote and to know how to utilize your voice, we have partnered with Lyft in order for you to be able to do that now. So again, these are one of those. These are one of the great benefits of being a, me- a member of Melanated Moms. So you know, once you subscribe, once you become a member, you know, these are one of the perks that we will love to offer to our members. You know, and Lyft has been such a wonderful, generous partner, and they are, they're like, whatever you're ready to go, we're ready with you. You know, so we just want to make sure that that the li- that the listeners and the people that are out there are understanding, like. Melanated Moms is about breaking down those barriers. You tell us what they are, we will find a way to break it down and still get you to where you need to go. And that in itself is what you need in in a community, right? So that's why we exist. That is again, that's advocacy. I'm advocating for women to have a way to get to where they need to go. You have a job interview, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Let's get you a lift. Let's make sure you get there so that you can make the money so that you can take care of your family. Like let's figure out ways to break all those things down, but it starts with membership, right? It starts with being a part of a community that wants to support you, that also is going to advocate for the things that you need, and that's why we exist. I'm sorry, I'm crying. Don't cry. cry. (laughs) Beautiful, it's awesome. I want to, uh, uh, everybody's going to get sick of me this week talking about Lyft and getting to the polls. 
This is such a big deal. I want to know more about all of this. I'm just, I'm so happy um, that we reached out to you and that you said yes to, uh, to come on the program because everybody needs to know what you're doing. You, you've already reached over a thousand women through your stuff, and I, I want to see that grow to like a hundred thousand, like quick. Um, that means so much to me. You have no yeah. idea. Thank you. Uh, this is. Um, yeah, this is all I've ever wanted is uh, to let parents know that they're not alone. And um, mm-hmm. as a divorced single mom, like, that isolation is the worst. And, it's um, awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's a, it's a terrible place. And you're doing so much to change that. Um, and it just it means a lot to me. I, you know, not all heroes wear capes, but I'm going to buy you one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got to wear it together, though, because you're changing okay. the this podcast. All right. So, well, um, I am super emotional right now. Um, Thank you so much for being on the program today. And um, this is not the last time I am going to speak with you. I'm making it my goal to meet you in 2021 uh, in person. And uh, hopefully we can uh, go to uh, Washington, D.C. together. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, let's do it. I'll bring you some food. I cook, so I'm like everybody. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll bring okay, you like some pie perfect. or something. Don't worry. Now I'm officially in love with you. She's gonna feed me too. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Thank you for being on the program. I'm gonna make sure everybody gets this information on uh, my Instagram and on our uh, website, uh, on our uh, and then also on uh, our Facebook page. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the work you do. I, I really mean that, and I'm so uh, happy to know you and so glad that you're in the world. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Thank you for Absolutely. Uh, everybody, please go to, uh, I have everything open, on our Instagram page. Her Instagram page, please, is Melanated, it's Melanated Moms, right? Yes, Melanated Moms everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, now. Instagram, all of that. Okay, yeah, and it's melanatedmoms.com. I want to make sure I have everything here. And then I'll get you guys all the links to everything that we talked about, the the four Kira for moms, uh, uh, more information about Charles Johnson, and uh, the national pro- uh, partnerships with the um, the Momnibus. So I'll have all that information yes. out ASAP. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Jay. I'm, so, I'm just so honored. Thank you so much. Um, thank and you. thank you again to our listeners. Uh, if you appreciated today's show, um, please find us at paypal.me forward slash progressive parenting. We are listener funded radio. Um, this is our last show with our sponsor, uh, the Storks Warehouse. Please do me a favor. Go to her Instagram and just say hi. It's the Storks Warehouse. Tell them I sent you. Uh, they're doing great things, and their YouTube show is going to be awesome. Uh, they have another episode coming out tomorrow, so just go to the Storks Warehouse on YouTube and on Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. Please take care of each other and take care of yourselves. Take care.